Yeah, I got hella beef. <laughs> that so was the we, one. If we substitute the KG with uh, the woes of AEW, that's where all the beef is. Welcome to the show. Uh, and celebration of these lovely woes, if you want to call it a celebration, because we've talked about uh, how there can be some problems in AEW land before. I am wearing my EVP beater. Uh to celebrate all the good old action we about to talk about. Uh, apparently one of us, this guy, has been drinking. This guy is uh, in a different studio where all of his facial features and his hair and everything else can be touched up during the show. So if you do see hair and makeup show up, it's not because he's looking fugly. It's just because they want to make sure that, you know, he's fresh to death. For all uh, uh, later on experiences since it's only 9 12 p.m. on a Saturday. So, with that said, welcome to the WrestleManiacs, People's Choice Song Rodriguez, Nubian Sumo, Big Guy KG, in reverse, however you want to do that, that way, something like that. What's up, fellas? What's happening? Hello. What's going What's on? What's going on? Come on, Maxwell, don't be playing around. What, what song is that? that uh, he, he had uh, some special attention. Which one? You talking oh, about D'Angelo? Was it D'Angelo? Yeah, that was oh, untitled. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel? All, all that, all that singing and crap and girls. Going well, shoot, man, like, I, I can go ahead and strip that. Can we remake no, Untitled? No, you won't. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. no. Finally got him to stop. No. Why you gonna start it up? He gonna, he gonna pull the bluff. I'll call your bluff. I, no, I, see, uh, how my boy Palpatine said in Star Wars, do it. Hmm. Okay, he just called my bluff. Come on, let's go, sir. See, he had to go check. He had to go. No, check. Check that no, no. Well, looks like the ball shut that one down. I, I just got shut down, so let's go yep. ahead and go. Yep. Yep. Well, first of all. Before we get started, before we get started, I actually do have beef. Mm-mm. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Hold on. Do we have a video for that? <laughs> Unfortunately not. So, uh, <laughs> shit, I don't have anything for that. Man. Dang it. Oh, well, go ahead. What's the beef? Okay. Here's my, here's my beef. And my beef is with the A and E biography. How long is, how long is your beef going to be? Not too long. All right, then we can hit this. Just wanted to make sure you had your swagger as you go into that. And action. My beef tonight is with the A and E documentary, all that they did on uh, on a uh, WrestleMania one. Okay, I couldn't watch. Now it. they said it. I was like, I'm sick of hearing about WrestleMania one. Now I'm I'm now I understand that the winners create history. I get that. Okay, but. For them to leave out yeah. Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, 
and what they did to bring about WrestleMania 1, even though it was on the outside, not necessarily internal. Because, I mean, think about it. Black Saturday happened. Mm-hmm. You, had the, you had Vince McMahon on TBS television introducing his product. Happens for a while, ratings drop. Turner's like, well, no, I, I, this isn't working. So they, this is kind of holding them hostage now. Like, you know, so what you gonna do? What am I? What's gonna? What, how am I, How are you gonna work this out? So Turner goes to Jim Crockett and says, if you want the um, time slot back, you got to give up a million dollars, of which he does. Mm-hmm. Now, you're in the. You're, you're setting up WrestleMania. You're Vince McMahon setting up WrestleMania. You're going around talking about, yeah, I put up everything. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to lose everything I have, and the WWF won't be anything anymore and all this and that. First of all, if it wasn't for Jim Crockett Promotions and that million dollars, you would not have not been able to fund WrestleMania 1. Second of all, half the damn roster – Half the damn card on WrestleMania 1 wrestled in the first Starcade. Then you had Hulk Hogan on the documentary who gave who had the audacity to say that nobody that, that they were doing it on closed circuit television. Nobody was doing closed circuit television before WrestleMania. WrestleMania had one happened in 85. The first Starcade was 82. What the hell are you talking about? That's my beef. I'm done. <laughs> That's it? That's it. That's it. Maybe, maybe a little anticlimactic, but that's but I got it off my chest. That's all I needed to say. Plus, right. I've been drinking. And I can use this one more. Today, I'm powered by Gatorade Zero. <laughs> and I ain't got no stick inside. I'm about to shut down this stick. Now, I guess I was the only one drinking then, apparently. <laughs> so, OAEW, the woes continue. So, Pretty decent pay-per-view being uh, what they just got finished having an all-out. And then we talk about it um, briefly between ourselves. Then there's this lovely thing called the media scrum, a.k.a. presser, whatever they want to call it. So I'm going to try to do this. You know, we don't have a tech budget. Uh, Spent so much money on uh, Nubian Sumo here, we kind of lost the tech budget. So I'm going to try to uh, relay some of this through my lovely phone. So that way you can hear just a snippet of how CM Punk engaged uh, the press on a couple topics, and then we'll talk about it. So hopefully this uh, will come across. If not, uh, somebody tell the boss we need a tech budget. So, start off all nice. You're getting something to drink. And, you know, general conversation sitting next to Tony Khan. Uh, Scott Colton. 
then they start asking him about Colt Cabana. I had to bleep out some because you know it's a family show. Since when? Irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into the media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all <coughs> with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do, Dave? What did I ever do? So hopefully that came across okay and all its effing glory. But that's the question. What did he do? Hangman Adam Page, it is well documented, a couple of weeks back on Dynamite, as he said, went into a business for himself, changed uh, what was supposed to be said on a live um, segment between him and CM Punk, said some things that was off the cuff, that was taken wrong. But we didn't go to the level that we went to this past weekend with, uh, we could call it the brawl for it all. But then what really started building from that was the EVPs being uh, allegedly, we'll use that word a lot, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega uh, allegedly were adding some extra into it. We're putting more things, not just into just general backstage stuff. It was backstage, like, okay, you spread rumors. We can handle that as men. That's fine. But when things start rolling into social media, and we all know how social media is, once it goes out there, then public opinion gets into play. And, you know, those that really have no say uh, begin to have say and weigh in. And it just becomes a thing. And that thing, is, I guess, builds up in CM Punk as uh, he was being asked about Colt Cabana and, and them alluding to that he got him fired and removed him from Dynamite uh, and AEW, sent them to Ring of Honor currently and everything else. And he was a little pissed. So my question to you guys is, is that rightfully so? Considering that, you know, he didn't come out there and, and go into business for himself and talk anything outside of what was scripted to uh, Hangman Adam Page, even though, just for the record, this is the second time this has happened in recent moments. We're talking about um, Eddie Kingston and, uh, you know, Loverboy uh, talking about Eddie and calling him fat. But we're not going to mention, you know, any of that. We're just going to stick with CM Punk. So, I mean, what do you guys think of just that first part? Because at that well, point, he, he's right. Not the best place to talk about it, but he's right. Well, first of all, the shirt I'm wearing, as you can see, is an AEW shirt. This is a Hangman Adam Page shirt, whether you call that or not. I did, but I was going to let you mention that in your own right. That's why I'm wearing the EVP beater. So, you know. Now, thanks. This, to me, to me, this is classic CM Punk. 
I mean, this is no more than what he did with the pipe bomb. This is no more than he did with the original pipe bomb in, in uh, Ring of Honor. You know, he's one to express himself. He's going to say what he has on his mind. He's going to talk about it, and he's going to talk about it when he feels like he needs to. And apparently, since a lot of this, what he said uh, during this media scrum was pointed toward the media, he wanted to address it to the media because it was it was allegedly, like you said, Kenny Omega and the Bucks who leaked to the media about Colt Cabana. And um and and now the media is taking this as being truth without following up on it to see whether it's true or not, and just running with it. So I mean, what do you what, what do you what do you expect Punk to do? You know, he he's not a big he's not a big social media guy, so he's not gonna get on Twitter and, and express these things. He's gonna say it to who he needs to say it to. And being that he needed to talk to the media who's perpetuating or helping to perpetuate these stories, he spoke to who he needed to speak to. So I don't fault him at all for that. I don't even fault him for how he went about saying it or what he said or even how he said it. I don't I don't fault him for that at all. That's CM Punk. That's the CM Punk we got to know and love. So, you know, take it or leave it. And I also I agree with you. I don't fault him at all because, I mean, it, it's all irony at this point. You know, we talking if we just remove the Ring of Honor pipe bomb and just go to the most famous one up until now, uh, the one in the WWE. He mentioned Coca Cabana. Now, fast forward many years later, <coughs> Coca Cabana is still in the mix and a different position, different thing. But because of this being perpetuated through social media, I thought it was smart of him to address it with the media that's a one for one if you're going it's, it's out there now so it's not like like i said it's not backstage you know what i'm saying uh chicanery it's it's out there kg what's your thoughts it's a work <laughs> okay <laughs> I guess all the uh, the the, uh, the coconut oil and all that stuff hasn't you know settled in. No, no. You got more. I'm 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 not gonna get geeked up about something like this because you got to think, and we'll get into it later. <clears throat> AEW is losing right now. You have to do what you have to do, and sometimes losing? they're losing. Well, because you have to be in a competition to be losing. Who are they competing against? On Wednesday. <laughs> Just put it out there. Well, go ahead. Just put it yeah, out they're not competing against anybody on Wednesday, but dude, they're losing. According to Triple H, according to Triple H, they only beat the developmental. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. He said they only beat the developmental. Controversy creates cash. Why not create controversy? You remember a long time ago. You remember Brian Pillman had that mic slip and he called uh what was it Kevin Sullivan? He called him a uh, Booker Man. Yeah. That wasn't a slip. He meant that. Exactly. He and meant what did that. He do? What did he do? He got the heat on himself, didn't he? 
if Punk gets the heat. But he was, he did that. He did Brian that. Was in a different position than CM Punk. Brian Pillman was Brian Pillman. You knew what you got. Loose Cannon was not just a moniker that he was given. That was Brian Pillman from everything that we could see uh, in his life but that, uh, on TV. So he did that to try to build that character up to where it ended up. So yeah, he was right. at that. He was still building that character. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he had beef with yeah. he had beef with Kevin Sullivan at that time too. So it just well, that did? was just uh, that did? was just a shoot that they had on television. <laughs> but that, that, that's to my point. He was building himself up. CM Punk is their draw. He is their attraction. He is their guy. Is he, he really is the one? You know that uh, people are tuning in to watch. Is he really more than a than more than the EVPs? You know, if you lose two hundred thousand uh, viewers the moment that the EVPs are doing a main event with the newly returning Kenny Omega for a trios match that three years ago would have that would have drew the house during you know the first year of AEW if they would have done trios with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Come on now, that that would have sent ratings through the roof. Now nobody's looking for that. They're here to see what's going to happen with CM Punk. So Punk doesn't need any type of rub or any growing. He's that guy. He's almost Roman Reigns in relation to uh, draws right now on television. I'll let you guys yell at me for that one, but I just wanted to slide it out there. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but almost Roman Reigns. So the first half of it, I'm like, well, shoot, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. But then... They asked another question. It was directed toward Tony Khan. And then good old CM Punk. This is where I would like to say couldn't help himself. A little bit more to, to help you guys out grow as a company. We have a, uh, a locker room full of pretty brilliant minds. You know, Jerry Lynn, Steve Malenko, Mark Henry. You know, I, when I came back and I got my promo my second week here, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent. You know what I mean? Kind of blur the lines a little bit. What's he doing? How crazy Phil? He's going into business for himself. I'm really I was just defending myself. But, you know, you, you, you mix that in with attacking Moxley and mention, um, you know, Kingston being the second best Kingston, which is a pretty great line. Um, you know, uh, but <coughs> locker room, for all the wisdom and brilliance it has, isn't worth shit when you have an empty headed idiot who's never done anything in the business do public interviews and say, I don't really take advice. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, that's stupid. I'm on a team with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and I, I don't need to, I don't need to work on my swing. You know, I'm not going to listen to these guys and tell me how to swing a baseball. Fucking go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. I, I, I dare you to fucking say that this Terry Funk's face. I don't need to listen to you, Mr. Funk. I know what I'm doing. So he's getting into it now. So that was him referencing Hangman Adam Page from an interview that Page did where they asked him about all of the, the depth of knowledge that's in AEW and who he's getting, um, you know, advice from or who he's getting tips from or, or having conversations with. And he clearly out said, I, I don't think I need to have any type of guidance which I believe that interview was truly the downfall of him losing the title. That was that was 
the catalyst that, you know, sent it in that direction. Because in this business, and I'm not a worker, none of us are, but just in any common sense business, if you have somebody that is seasoned, and KG, you've talked about this before in your past past job, uh, where you were the guy training your boss, and, you know, for them to ignore your expertise, and you know what the heck you're talking about, because you've been there longer, you've been doing it longer, makes no damn sense. Like, uh, how do you just walk in and think you're the hottest thing since sliced bread, but yet you weren't part of the yeast that helped uh, develop the bread? That makes no sense. So now, to me, he's still talking truth, unsolicited truth, because we didn't, there was no question about, you know, Hangman Adam Page in that point. He just wanted to still bring out the fact that, you know, he still got beef with Page for going into business for himself and talking stuff that he shouldn't have talked on national television. So that's the second part of CM Punk uh, going out there. So, KG, I know you got something to say. That's why I slid that uh, bit of an analogy your way. What you got? Let, let me say this. It don't matter what walk of life you're from. As a, a human being, as an adult, there's always time to learn. You know, you can be 40, 50, 60 years old. You can always learn something new every day. You can learn something new from somebody younger than you, somebody older than you. It doesn't matter. You got to be open and receptive. For Hangman Page to say, oh, no, I don't, I don't need that, you know, that from, you know, somebody else. Like, you, you, you can't evolve as a man to say that. Here I am, 40 years old, myself, and I learn from everybody that I come in contact with. I learn something new. All the time. I never think that I know it all. When you walk into a room and think that you know it all, you absolutely, absolutely no, don't know shit. You don't know if you scratching your clock or winding your ass. So for him to say that, that was just a, I can't even blame that on youthful and exuberance because you old enough to know better. And that shit would have pissed me off too. I think we would have had to throw hands, but that's me. James? If my seven-year-old nephew, who is now taking, who I found out recently is in school, they're not teaching these kids cursive writing anymore, but they're teaching them computer programming. If I, if I have a problem with a computer, with pro, trying to program something on my computer, and my seven-year-old thinks he can show he can show me what to do, be that he's been taught this in class, I'm gonna at least listen. Okay? For Hangman to come out and say something like that is pure ignorance. Mm -hmm. And for and for him to be, I mean, he ha he's been in it for a while, but he hasn't been in long. And he's only been around certain people. I mean, he came up in the ROH system. He wound up leaving ROH, going went went to New Japan for a while with the uh, as a member of of, of the uh, Bullet Club. And then he went into AEW. So pretty much, he's been around the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega for his whole career. Pretty much after after about this, maybe his third year. 
He's been around the elite. Mm -hmm. So what are they actually teaching you? Who did you learn from? I mean, after you left the Ring of Honor Dojo, who helped develop you? Exactly. Who gave you the buckshot lariat? Who gave you the dead? Who gave you that dead eye uh, power driver? You didn't. You weren't doing that in Ring of Honor until late later in your career. Until right before you left. So who gave that to you? It's ignorance. It's pure ignorance. Like KG said, you can learn from anybody. Yep. If you don't, if you don't think, you, even if you don't think you can learn from somebody, if they have something experience, more experience in something than you do, you at least listen to see if you can catch something from it. But yeah, he's and dead right. He got the Killer Bees were the best tag team in the world. Uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> and, and anyhow, uh, the Midnight Rider, he, he says, uh, does AEW cater to the smarts instead of the masses? I think they're trying to cater to the, uh, the smart marks, but they, 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 I thought they had an identity, in my opinion, when AEW first started. They were going to be the brand that was going to have ties and give the good old boys uh, what they want for part of it since his nostalgia aspect with it being on TNT and all that stuff, you know, going back to the, the, the old school, giving us an old school option uh, with that. But on the flip side, you're giving us more perspectives. You're giving us, you know, it's basically like a birthday cake shake or a birthday cake cake. You know, you got all the sprinkles in it. So you had your, uh, your Sunny Kisses, your Abaddon's, your Kenny Omega's, your Cody's, your Young Bucks, your um, uh, your your uh, I'm brain farting on a uh, Neville or uh, Pop, you know Pop. You Pop. had you had a yeah. lot going on throughout the course of that two hours every week. So I'm learning and discovering new people. You know I'm getting uh, to get emotionally invested and, and folks. That you know, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot like a Kenny Omega. I'll, you know, once tape trading started dying out and stuff like that, you know, I wasn't following ROH as much, you know, things uh, and other people, but I'm getting a chance to finally get to see their body of work and what they're capable of now. Uh, and you know, that's the same thing with a lot of folks uh, that I would imagine on our viewership every week. That's what made them so exciting because they were given opportunities. And then the other icing on the cake, in addition to everything else that's there is that the WWE folks that were getting, as we thought, looked over or, you know, not utilized, had a place where they could come like a Mox or Jericho and really show something else, or even more so Cody, show something else. Like, hey, you know, do like um, Drew McIntyre did. He went off, he was in uh, Impact, and then came back way better than when he left. You know, they gave us that. Now, I've been saying it, y'all hate on me when I said that Tony was turning into McMahon. Y'all talked about me like I was a D-O-double-G. Jesse James, Road Dog, look it up. Um, so, now, O-A-E-W, the woes continue. Tony's like Vince, and Vince ain't even there no more. Think about it. 
I mean, if I'm lying, let me know. My my perspective is wrong. You guys told me if you saw something, you know, different then versus now. Because I'm confused as to what the hell AEW is now. Because it has no identity. I agree with the fact that they have no idea or they've lost what identity they did they they really did have. But I wouldn't compare Tony Khan to Vince because Tony Khan is coming off like he's got no balls. I mean, That's just like in that, just That's just like. That just like in that media scrum, you know, he's sitting, he seal punk is going through all this, and Tony Khan is making all these facial expressions and making all the and doing all this moving around and all this and that. And then comes out talking about, yeah, I should have I should have said something during this media this, this press conference and I should have addressed it and then and, and, and oh no, so that's all right. We still we all still learning, you know. Punk punked him. Well, no, no, it wasn't even that. No, it wasn't even that. Tony Khan was exposed as something, and I'll give you, you'll like this uh, tie-in, something Jim Cornette has said for quite some time. Punk is nothing but a fan playing with his real-life dolls. That's yep, all it is. Pretty much. That's all it is. So he's sitting there like, oh, my God, I got a pipe bomb moment going on. He's just losing his mind, quite showing his head. He's trying to stay collected, but he's sitting there marking out on CM Punk going, hey, there's a couple moments where, you know, uh, Tony Khan is saying something. Punk's like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, he's just going on. So, yeah, he's, he's got no balls. So I agree. That's the, the major difference between the two. And that's going to be, unfortunately, the downfall of AEW. Yeah. Because I mean, you got as the guy, but he doesn't know how to run. The show, as Eric Bischoff said it, he's like, hey, did you try to say that you're not going to make the same mistakes that WCW made, but you are making the first mistake, which led Bischoff to become in power. A bunch of people that knew nothing about the business was trying to be the booker man. <laughs> Blair was mad. Everybody was mad, you know. And then next thing you know, Ric Flair's the booker man. And then, you know, like Kevin Sellers is the booker man. And, you know, it's just a revolving door of people over here doing stuff until Bischoff started bringing everything together with this vision and said, hey, hey, Uncle Ted, I need some money. I can make this happen and turn this thing around. Let's go. But Bischoff had what? Balls. Tony Khan is trying to be cool with everybody, hugging them after the pay-per-views. And you the guy, you know, said, yeah, let's do this. You know, come on, fans. This is going to be awesome. But in the, the background, ask Cody Rhodes. It's a shit show. Cody's like, man, this mess is, I got to get up out of here. Let me go somewhere where, believe it or not, I'm more respected as a talent. Imagine that. Going Two back things. To WWE to be more respected as a talent when his beef was that they didn't respect him on the projection of his talent that he wanted to put forward. Talk about a, a, a 180 there. Two things. I don't know. The comments not showing up in the in the in the in the, uh, the the text window. So I'm reading these offline. Rob Thornton says everything is a work to sumo. <laughs> he says I agree though. Uh, the Midnight Rider he comes through. He says uh, they lost the identity because they're, they're becoming spot holes. Now here, here's something, and this is another personal experience. The People's Choice Don Rodriguez. I've worked for you before. When I was messing up, 
we got remember you got to use the word allegedly a lot <laughs> I, when you I, were you were in the building i don't recall you doing any no i'm just joking I was, <laughs> wow i learned about watching you all right well, I guess James could say the same thing. I still got that picture of you just looking straight up at me in uh, NHL tonight. But go ahead. Here's the thing you can be cool with people and still be authoritative. Authoritative. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Because as cool as we always have been, when I messed up, you still pulled me to the side and you let me know, hey. 18-year-old me, you can't do this. Somebody could get hurt. Somebody gets hurt, it's more money we got to pay out. I never took that as a hard feeling. You know, you always used to say something about me at the host stand and everything, and I'm like, don't put me at the top of the stairs. You don't want me to, you don't want me to talk. I mean, I'm talking to people, and people talk to me, you know? It just it happens. But to sit in a press conference... This is my business. Now, granted, it's my daddy's money. It's my business. You're not going to sit there. And you're not going to talk about my company like that. Immediately. All that professional stuff goes out the window. Hey, yo, shut the fuck up. Cut his mic off now. Get him off the stage. That's, this, that's it. We're done. That's it. He that's didn't do that. Know what version of punk we had. If you would have mic checked him and punk would have bounced back, then we got a problem. But if see, he didn't do that. Punk would have been like, you're right, Tony. I'm getting a little out of pocket. We're good. You, you know why he didn't do that? Go ahead. Because it was a work. <laughs> okay. We're almost, we're almost to that point. Saying it's a work. Rob's saying it's a work. Okay. I'm not saying whether it's a work or a shoot at all. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what this what this ends up being because I really I'm really not sure. I can see well, both sides of it right now. Well, here's here's where it's going to get interesting on this work versus shoot thing because we're going to pull the curtain back a little bit a couple months. Uh, the original premise was that MJF was supposed to get into a program with CM Punk when he comes back. Well, before he got injured, they were supposed to have a program. Punk was supposed to drop the belt to MJF. Punk gets hurt. The interim thing happens. CM Punk is doing his, his, his pipe bomb, and they pull him uh, and because they want to really leverage the MJF versus Punk. So we didn't have any MJF out there, and thankfully, to go up and get mocks or anything like that because that would have been uh, a crap show if that was what we got. Uh, Mox dropping the thing to MJF. It would have been believable. Nobody would have cared. So now that we've got Punk back, MJF shows up the same night. And this is what Punk had to say about MJF. You're talking about MJF. Yeah, but um, I'm not. I'm not the boss. I uh, won the number one contendership, and uh, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Um, I, I think Max is uh, 
a supremely talented individual. Um, but this goes for him and anybody else in the locker room that doesn't want to be here. You know, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And Max likes to uh, you know, shit where he eats instead of watering the grass. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. Thanks, Izzy. So that's what he had to say about MJF. So this is where the theory about the work uh, or shoot comes into play because if the program is supposed to happen, then why the heck are we causing issues with the program now? Because MJF doesn't need any extra type of heat at all. He's going to do it on his own. He's good for that. Punk needs to be punk. So he doesn't have to be the heel in this situation. MJF is good where MJF is. So why crap on all that when it's unnecessary? That's the work. Right. That part of that part of the scrum was the work. That was building up to something. Okay? Because like you said, MJF doesn't need the heat. And that was CM Punk just being CM Punk again. So, like you said, that's just part, that's just the work for me, that part of it. Uh, now, as far as the whole thing and as a whole, as being a work, I'm still, I'm still kind of 50-50 on that. KG, I'm 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 just <laughs> I don't think Punk is dumb enough to burn the bridge right now because think about it, you got a chance and a potential to do some big things, and if this is not a work and he just pretty much just went, not you know pun intended, all in on AEW, he just calls himself a big payday. And is he going to be like everybody else and wind up back at uh, uh, WWE? I don't think so. This is, this is, well, this is, word this right is the word right now is Triple H don't want it. Nobody in WWE wants CM Punk in WWE. So, but then again, on the other hand, CM Punk don't need wrestling. <laughs> he don't need MMA either. <laughs> he doesn't need MMA either. But, you know, you already got a match. You already got Bobby Fish, who's already left um, AEW. His con- they, uh, they didn't renew his contract. Out here challenging CM Punk for a match, whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, whatever. He don't care what kind of match it is. He's out here challenging people for for that. Or for trying to see a punk match for that, some, that, some kind. That pissed me off because that diminished the image that I have of Bobby Fish being a badass. Because in the midst of all this, why are you commenting on something that has nothing to do with you? Because he got no beef at all to Bobby Fish in this whole situation. Because he got beef. That's why he's apparently they get apparently they got beef, and he wants to he wants to uh, hash this out. 
some as so to speak. So that, 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 necessary, or he's just trying to get a check. He's trying to get a bag off of it. Yeah, so you know, why not? So with all that said, uh, and there's quite a few other things, uh, you know, CM Punk went into one final uh, tizzy about uh, Coca-Bana and everything else. But backstage is several reports that happen on the real highlight of the media scrum. So ultimately what we've gathered as the information has come in, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega didn't like what um, – oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind the night just a little bit. After the trios match where the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega won, right up on the ramp, Kenny Omega clearly looks into the camera and says, everybody in the back, F and follow that. Now, to me, that's just a challenge to be more, you know, to, to try to take the show from us because we – he, I guess he was feeling wish something. Be, wish, the acclaim, wish the acclaim and swerving no, our glory. Okay. No, 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 no. The acclaim stole the show. I'm As talking about the matches. I'm talking about the matches. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a good match, but the acclaim stole the show. Period. And they should have called it audible and gave them the belts. But that's neither here nor there. That's, again, dumb Tony. You get a whisper in the ear, drop the title. Done deal. It would have been worth it. But, uh, you know, with that being said, that probably had a a, a, a little pin um, in the craw of uh, Kenny Omega. I'm not Kenny Omega. I'm sorry, CM Punk. And then, you know, the Young Bucks, CM Punk said what he said. So the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega go to Punk's dressing room. Knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Punk doesn't come to the door. Knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Nobody's happy. You think it was the Raven poem or something. So finally, they got pissed, allegedly, and kicked in the door. So now, the problem is... That's Punk's uh, version. Well, go ahead. Well, yeah. That's what I said. There's a lot of allegedly. Um, allegedly, the issue is that Ace Steel's wife was in there yes. watching mm-hmm. the dog. CM Punk's dog was named Henry or uh, something. Larry. Larry, yeah. Uh, The dog Larry. So from that aspect, you, first of all, kicking in a door in a a venue that you don't own. Granted, you're renting it for the night, but you don't own it. So you're kicking down private property uh, because you're mad. To me, that makes no sense. That's a problem. Then when you get in there, you realize, hey, this fool ain't even here. This woman is here. And then as a husband, I'm like, yo, we got a problem now, allegedly. So Ace and the Young Bucks get into a tizzy. Still trying to figure out where Punk showed up at because he wasn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The story, the story's getting a little messed up because Punk in both in both CM Punk's version of the story. And the elite's version of the story, Punk was in the locker room with Ace Steel, Ace's wife, and the dog. So and there were that. other people, other and there were other people in there because they had during this investigation, they've already they have already named a couple of people that were in the locker room at the time that were involved that not necessarily were involved in the fight, but were there to witness that witnessed it. 
So, right. so I'm, I'm in my head because they didn't say where the witnesses were. I'm thinking the witnesses were outside the room. But I mean, every time it's like there's so many conflicting stories. But the only one that kind of has been consistent. Let's break down the suspensions. And that'll tell you who pretty much was in the room. Okay. So we already know Punk was in the room. We already know A Steel was in the room. They they haven't been suspended. Uh, well, A Steel has been suspended, but right. neither A Steel or Nate Steel or A Steel or Punk have been fired yet. But there is a possibility still of them getting fired. Okay, so as of the other suspensions, you got Kenny Omega, both of the Bucks, mm-hmm. Randy Cutler, Cutler Michael Nakazawa, which shocks me. Like Nak is getting some work in. Pat Buck, right, and Christopher Daniels, right, because they were trying to break the fight up between Buck, Buck, Daniels, Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. They were trying right. to break the fight up. Now you were saying that were throwing chairs. Okay, point. so okay, so like you said, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega walked to the door. Punk's version is they kicked the door in. Mm-hmm. Buck's version is that they just knocked on the door and opened the door and casually walked in. Okay? Somebody broke that door. <laughs> they, walk, they walk in, they start, the, the elite start talking and saying their peace, saying their peace. Punk swings at Matt Jackson. Okay? Then a steel gets involved, apparently trying to protect his wife from getting hurt. Picks up a chair, throws the chair at Nick Jackson, hits him in the eye. Omega is at, from Omega's side of it. He says that he actually took the dog outside of the locker room to try to protect the dog from getting hurt and gave the dog to either one of two people. Either the wife ended up, A. Steele's wife ended up outside somehow or it went to another story, side of the story said it went to Mega, Mega the um legal, the uh, chief legal counsel right. who was outside. Okay? Now, and she is under investigation as being a witness to this incident. If he took the dog out, when did A Steel have time to bite Kenny Omega? This is when, because he because Omega comes back once Omega gets rid of the dog, he comes back in to try to break the fight up. He sees that uh, um, A Steel sees him coming, like he's trying to jump in, and that's when he hits him. Pulls his hair, bites him. I okay. Punk get a lick in yet though. Well, he uh, apparently he was the first one to swing and missed. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But it was, Punk has it's a, pretty much allegedly, it's pretty much pretty much a pile up. Yeah, nobody Punk got hurt. Anybody allegedly yet? A grape was not busted in this fight. Right. Okay. Now, uh, now you might have a little bruising, or might a little have a little cut from that chair from Nick Jackson, but 
All no no grapes were harmed in this situation. Well, Punk allegedly or definitely the, the, the alleged part is when it happened has a torn tricep, right? Uh, either in his match against the Mark, torn tricep came from the match. One of these no, it didn't, it didn't happen during the fight. It happened during the match. But they, but Mo noticed they didn't bring up the injury until they started talking about fire and punk. See, they had options of how to work punk out of the situation, and they started leaking too much. Mm-hmm. So now it's either we're going to suspend punk, we're going to fire punk, or. We're gonna since we're gonna let him leave, give him medical leave because of without his pay. Or, without pay. yeah for nine months, which after that will probably be the end of his contract, or they'll just let him quietly go off into the sunset. No, he's not going anywhere. Oh, he's coming. I'm back. saying if, if would have went if it would have went the medical situation. Right. He'd have been gone for nine months to a year because of the injury. So after nine months, nobody's thinking about punk. Mm-hmm. So he just he just sit he could just never come back. You know, like you know, about uh, after a year, somebody be like, "Didn't punk used to wrestle in AEW? Wasn't he hurt? What, what, what happened? Where in the world is CM Punk? Is I he with Commissioner?" Here's why, here's why I say he's not going anywhere from the company. And this is going to be interesting considering that CM Punk is a spearhead on this. Punk is the centerpiece of that AEW video game, the first ever AEW video game, the one that they spent millions of dollars pouring into it to make this an investment that they expect to have multi-year returns on. And this is built into their financial model Um for the next couple of years is that this video game franchise is supposed to return millions back to them, uh, period. And you're not taking CM Punk off of that. CM Punk is going to be out there doing G4 promos, E3s, you know, what, what is, what's in uh, the beginning of part of the year? It's um, Gamescom, you know, all that, 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 that stuff that's going to be happening. Punk has to be there. You're not going to send Kenny Omega out. Kenny's not in the front of that daggone game graphic uh, cover art. It's CM Punk. That would be stupid to let him go because out of spite, he would say, Hunter, just put me on TV one day. That's it. Hunter, you can use my likeness for the 2K24 video game. And it would destroy AEW. It would destroy that million-dollar investment. Tony, he's got to do something. But he ain't firing that dude. I'm quite sure we've seen worse. On talked about worse on the sideline junkie side of our podcast on the Sunday rise or the Thursday night throwdown or everything else when it comes down to the NFL and the NBA. KG, I know you guys have talked about uh, athletes doing way worse and still showing up on Sundays or whatever game day it is and playing and getting that big old check. Way worse. On video. <laughs> or or with a police report. Agreed. So, 
it'd be bad business. It'd be stupid for Tony Khan to get rid of CM Punk. Now, does that mean that he's going to have to pull a Triple H, which is another stroke of irony, and ride that wave out like Trips did after the curtain call? Oh, yeah, he's going to have to do something because it's not about the elite. It's not about Kenny and, and, and um, the rest of the crew. It's about the optics for everybody else. What is the impression that it's going to say for CM Punk? Because they know he's not going to get fired. In my opinion, he's not going to get fired. But how does CM Punk show that there was a better way to handle this with the young talent? Because you can't make this as this is how you handle situations. This is how you go ahead and air your grievances about what somebody else said on live TV during the presser. That is not how you go about it. So, you know, does he need to make amends with the other younger talent, the ones on Elevation and Dark, you know, and stuff like that? Not the season talent. They don't really care. As long as they're – that just means they get more TV time. One of them may be in the main event now, so like, that's more money for them. But for the younger talent, he, he's got to show a better foot for that. That's in my opinion. you got to tell me what you think. Well, you've already got rumors out there that the Young Bucks are putting feelers out to the WWE, which was surprising to me. You know, uh, all the, but then again, this is what you do. You know, you find a you find a situation like this to get out of your current situation. You go to WWE, you get your bag, and then you retire. Now, you know? did we have a conversation? The only reason, James, the only reason about uh, having those conversations. What's that? Did we have a conversation last week about having those conversations? And you said I was the devil. For saying that, why can't they just have a conversation? This is after the WWE. No. I mean, uh, the WWE See, no, I, okay, no, no. See, you, 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 you put no, words. No. You said you're I was words. the devil. All I no. said was they could have no. a conversation. I said was, I said was it was wrong for Triple H and the executives to say something to the wrestlers. If Kenny, if, if Kenny Omega are sending people out saying or calling, so 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 the Young Bucks call AJ Styles. Who said AJ didn't call the, the Young Bucks? They talk. That's all I'm saying. Say, hey man, what would they offer me? Go 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 check and see. That's all I was saying. I didn't say that. No, you know, it's say, about, hey, man, I got a briefing for. It's a difference between Triple H and the executives talking to them and wrestlers talking amongst each other. Wrestlers don't wrestlers wrestlers don't necessarily have that stroke. That's all I was all saying they, last week. All, all they can do is having a conversation. Right. So yeah, you we're talking about two different conversations here. No, no, I was talking about what you talking about. I was talking no. about I never meant once said that Triple H. Uh, was out there calling or step or somebody. I just said that it's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, you know, how's things over there? Obviously, you're talking to somebody you know. And be like, yeah, you know, it's not too bad. You know, they asked me about you. For real? Like, yeah, they, you know. It's like, if you want to come over when your contract is up, we ain't got nothing That's to everyday, everyday conversation with them. I said. have that. That's not what you. That's not what we were talking that's what about. I was talking about last week, James. You didn't want to hear. That's that. what you were talking about. That's not what we were talking about. So, <laughs> KG, I want you to understand the difference. We speak in the same language when he's sober. 
But when he drunk as hell with that eight million percent proof that he got as a, a gift last week, he understand what the heck was going on. But oh, now, oh, he like it, it's like the court stenographer just reading it back. Yes, he did say that. Oh, okay, that's the same conversation. He's good. Sober James, out every time. Whatever. We what, we're not talking about the same conversations. Sorry. Oh my God. Hey, we, but I, I remember clearly what we talked about last week, did, and that hey, was. Hey, hey James, you know it's on video, right? You have to remember. Yeah. You can just go oh, back yeah. and watch it. No doubt, no doubt. Everybody can go back and watch it. You're right, but I don't because I know what I said, and I'm saying yeah, it now. You was drunk. No, I wasn't drunk. I'm never drunk on this on this show. Don't be putting my don't be don't be don't be smirching my name like that. What they what they wrong you with you? Hear about them lies, KG. Oh, we can go back and watch them too. There's been a couple that James was done. The shirt says, "I have been drinking, not I'm drunk." Okay. Bought the shirt tonight, but if we roll back to a couple of them other shirts, no, nah. oh, slosh, nah. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Hey, G, I know you got something to say. Wrap it. Wrap this segment up. Put a bow on it. It's a work. Thank you. So let, let's go ahead and, you know, segue in. We're going to skip one uh, and ask this general question. So if this is a work. Is WWE now considering all the issues between injuries People just saying and going into business for themselves, saying what they want to say, going against the script on live television. Injuries, let me say that again, because, you know, we just lost Kristen Cage, CM Punk, uh, and Jungle Boy. I'm surprised he's still walking around right now after getting dumped on a freaking grape uh, that they just got finished doing pyro on. Um, Is the WWE now greener grass? Because before... It was, oh, I don't go to New York, blah, 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 blah. You know, they do this like that. And we're still in the infancy of after Vince. Vince's thumbprint is still on the WWE right now. Triple H can, you know, have a couple people show up here or there, but it is still a McMahon product. We haven't gotten to the point to where we could clearly say it's not. That'll be WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, then all the, the, the long-term programs and stuff like that will be done, and we're into the new Triple H era in my opinion. So, Greener in New York? Or is it still good to go in Tony's Playland? KG? It's Greener in New York because you have Triple H at the helm, Stephanie at the helm even, and the the changes that are immediately and everybody's starting to come back. And it's Greener now because now you go from Vince, who is a pioneer, he 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 he's the man that took wrestling global. He took it out of the territories, put it on TV. It's global, great. Triple H, he's got his finger on the pulse of what the people want, and that's what we're getting. We're getting the things that we've been asking for for years that Vince didn't want to budge on. Now we're getting it. Not saying knock against Vince, because once you get to a certain age, you're locked in your ways. But now we're getting what we want. The product is even better. Like, it's actually watchable now. The grass is greener. 
And what comes with greener grass? You Don't go over there. Well, yeah, you got to make sure it's not, you, you got to make sure it's <laughs> Kentucky bluegrass and not crabgrass. <laughs> You got to make sure they don't paint their grass. So, you know, as of right now, if I'm on one side of the fence looking to the other, the grass is looking real green over there. You know, but I don't want to go over there and then walk over there. And, you know, it's not really it, it's not even Bermuda grass. It's 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 terrible. So. But I'm saying greener because look at the product. Numbers don't lie. Men and women do, but numbers don't. Oh, let's ask the cynic over there that's been drinking. Is it green in New York right now? I'm not ready to say that the grass is green on the, on the other side. I mean, I'm still waiting it out. I, I mean, it's too soon to tell. I mean, yes, Triple H is, and Stephanie are doing a lot of good things. There's a lot of things happening. You know, they are bringing a lot of people back, like Mr. KG over here. But hold on. Hold on. Don't you, even, don't you act like you haven't been brought back, because last I checked, I'm not watching NXT. Next thing you know, you over here marking out on the daggone pay-per-view. I do. I, I, I will admit. I will admit. I will admit that I have. I, I don't know why you on my ass tonight. I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, but you, know, you need to calm the hell down. Anyway, I'm, yes, I do. I do. I have been watching. I've been trying to see. Well, first of all, I was watching NXT because of the NXT and NXT UK merging. So that was the re that was that reason. But yes, NXT has been kind of drawing me back in. But still, I'm not ready to say that WWE is the grass is greener over there. I'm not ready to say that yet. I'm still I'm still giving them time. I'm giving them just enough rope to hang themselves with. Okay. KG, anything else? Is it work? You took the words right out of my mouth. It's a work. So, speaking of uh, bringing people back, your boy is back. Is there a spot for him? Does it make sense for the Strowman that we left with um, when he when they let him go? Is that the Strowman that we should have now? Should have, should we be looking for new layers? Uh, and Braun Strowman, you know, as a big man. Um, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, thus far, he's, you know, powerbombed Otis and, you know, just went ham on Raw. Decided, don't care. You know, he's the next, next evolution since they put him on SmackDown for Roman to uh, beat. Yeah, pretty much he's just an option for Roman. I mean, I was I was interested in him coming back, but now after I've seen what they've done with him, to bury four tag teams like they did, it's unnecessary. They could have did something. They could have did something else. Had him start up a program with somebody 
What's the point in sending him into a match that's supposed to determine the next contender for the unified tag titles, and he just comes in and busts it up yep. over two segments? <laughs> over two segments and through the commercial. Picture in picture, ladies and gentlemen. Picture in picture. I mean, what's the point? What's, what, what was the purpose in that? And then to go on SmackDown and do the same thing to uh, Alpha Academy again because they were one of the original four. Mm-hmm. You know, what What, what are you going to do with it? I mean, you got to put them in a program. You can't just throw them in up against Roman. You got to put them in some kind of program. This is kind of where Brock would come in. But I'm happy where Brock versus uh... – Bobby Lashley is the, the heavily rumored thing. Should Brock come back? But I mean, Brock I know somebody actually, about to say. I know somebody's about to say. Well, they did it with Kieran Cross. Kieran Cross got it. They got the next title match. Okay, they were setting him up when he left to be in the title picture. Braun Strowman was already out of the title picture. They need to rebuild. They need to and it got they got let go. Put him in a program with somebody. Let him build up because right now you got Kieran Cross. <clears throat> they setting him up for the Rock. You got. You probably gonna bring back Drew McIntyre at some point. Kevin Owens probably even be thrown into the mix. That's so you got people in line right now. You got people in line right now. Braun Strowman got to jump to the back. I was joking about Brock, but really, he needs to be in a a, a program with Omos. Because that way you're giving some stretch into it instead of him being in a program with people that are smaller than him. And it's not going to be believable that you can, you know, take this two to three to four, you know, weeks worth of, of content. Omos, they can have a couple matches. The first match just becomes a disqualification because they just two horses, just, just, just bulls going at each other. It's not somebody that Strowman could do exactly what you just said. Destroy tag teams. Everybody got beat. Come on now. He, they, they couldn't jump on him and everybody take him down. That's how you get him out the Royal Rumble. So, you know, that would that would be my thought on the matter because we haven't seen Omasa in a little bit. Him versus Braun, you know, you could have it just be a couple stare-offs backstage or, you know, in the ring. Whatever. But that gives Omasa the opportunity, if Braun's going to be the heel, to, to, to show what he's learned from AJ Styles. Or if he's going to be the face, then, you know, he can do what he needs to do. But well, they've already said he's going to be a face. Say it again? It's already, it's already out there he's going to be a face. Who, oh, uh, O'Bron? Yeah. Um, oh, that, yeah, Omos. Because if he goes no. up against Bobby Lashley, it's going to be a problem. No. No. Can't do it. All you have to do is do what you – it's written in the stars. We're talking about everybody coming back. Rumor has it that Bray Wyatt's on his way back. Back somewhere. We're on aware. Uh, I've been hearing WWE. I've been seeing cryptic messages on Twitter. I've been hearing a lot of things. And who better for Braun Strowman to work with than his close buddy, who he is the godfather of his kid. Right. Put him in a program with Bray. Let them work their way back, get back into shape, 
let them build up some steam and go for it. You cannot put Braun Strowman in a title match right now. What He was most successful and most over when you built him up. You built him up slowly. Then, But how it always happened, and it happened, what, four times in a row. He get the Intercontinental Championship. He be in a title pitcher, then he got hurt. He dropped the Intercontinental Championship, come back, build himself back up, get hurt. Come back, get the Intercontinental Championship, build himself back up, get hurt. One title run when he should have had at least five to seven. Take that same formula, but just do it a little bit better. Put him in there with people that are believable. Not just enhancement talent, but people that he can have three to six months of a feud going on. But and, 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 and the thing is, not only are you building him up, you're building that other person up too. So now you got a couple of top tier stars that you can use. And I don't know why they're doing Kevin Owens the way they're doing him because he, he, he should be one of your faces of the company. He shouldn't be a mid-carder, but that's just me. I, I think they're building Kevin Owens. I think they're building up Kevin Owens, and I think they're building up Kevin Owens to set him back up against Sammy, Sammy Zayn, whether it be whether it be in a tag team situation or in another match with them with, between them. Because, I mean, with with the way that they're using Gunther and Sheamus, Sammy. And Kevin Owens would be along those same lines. Would be a hard hitting match. You know they're going to give you a good series. Oh yeah. So we've seen it before, though. But we all know Triple H is high on um, uh, Kevin Owens. He's the reason why he's. You've seen it. You haven't seen it in a while. So and 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 things could change with, especially with their styles. So you know. So uh, it, it could be it could be a whole another it could be a whole another different match altogether. Because when's the last time they got together? It's been what about five six years yeah, since they've been the ring? right before uh, right, right before the pandemic and uh, right. the Thunderdome era. Right. So, so if you look you know, down at the ticker, I just had to call a spade a spade based off of uh, the Clash of the Castle press conference that had no fights after it. Uh, Roman Reigns, Triple H is just sitting there, and I don't know if they just told them to, to kayfabe it up, stay in character, or what. But Trips was just basically just there the whole time, quiet, uh, letting uh, the performers and the superstars and the wrestlers, whatever you want to call it, uh, talk. But Roman gets asked a question. At this point, the question is irrelevant because he takes a moment, doesn't say anything, breathes. Then he gets up. This is what happens. Now, it's kind of hard to hear, but basically uh, to answer the question about, you know, Roman's feel of uh, the pay-per-view and the impact it had in the UK, Roman gets up and says, everybody should have done what they're supposed to do and that's acknowledge me the interviewer says i acknowledge you roman looks at him and says goddamn right you do and he just takes the belts and leaves that's his whole thing god mode in my opinion if you want to talk about a mofo that just walked into a room 
got asked one question, got acknowledged, and walked out. There's nothing else that you need to be asked, said. That is how your top talent <clears throat> is when you're built at that level. Hint, hint. Well, I said earlier that, you know, CM Punk may be the guy, but Roman Reigns, I'm sorry. He's that guy. But you guys can tell me anything different. I know I think I sent y'all the video uh, to check out. There's so many daggone videos I was popping on Twitter after all this stuff. But, uh, man, that, that was just impactful to me. I mean, it just falls into his character. I mean, it's his gimmick, you know. I mean, that, that was something I would have expected from him, you know. Uh, and this goes along with also with what I've been saying the whole time. You know, folks are tripping about him not being on television, him not doing interviews, him not uh, defending the title all the time. You know, they have problems. People have problems with that. So this is this goes along with it. You ain't got to have a five-minute question and answer session. You know, you come in, you say what you got to say, and you leave. That's it. Boom. I you guess know, that's okay when your name is Roman Reigns and you're part of the NOI dynasty. Well, if your name is Brock Lesnar, we got a problem. Isn't that right? Let me let me explain something to you. Well, and I've said, said this. I've been balanced tonight. I've been on you and I've been on him. Balanced. Let me no, let me say this. And I've said this several times. We James explained it, and I understood it a little bit more. You do it so your, your superstars don't get stale. Granted, I hated Hogan when I was younger because of that. I didn't like Brock because I'm used to seeing Brock come in when Brock was doing, you know, the dancing, the money in the bank thing, all of that. That was good because you got to see him. But not seeing him but once a month, he holding the title now. You go from the Universal Championship being your top title on the show to either the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title. That's not how it's supposed to be. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What That's supposed to be your number one contender. What is? Yeah, exactly. That's supposed exactly. to be your number one contender. Okay. Let's 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 take it let's take it back. Let's take it back a little bit. What was the purpose of the Intercontinental Belt originally? Uh, to join the North American Belt and the South American Belt? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. It's the working man's title. It's the working man's title. It's a secondary title, but it has significance. It has significance because it was the working man's title. It was the title that was supposed to be defended every week at every show and all the time. Okay. You're, you're your world, your in this case, world champion. There was, and I go back and say there was no world champion back then in WWF, WWWF. But anyway, he only he had his obligation under contract was to defend that belt every thirty days. Right. Now you got a baby face who be like, "Oh, I defend this belt. I defend this belt twenty four seven, three sixty five. I don't care who comes up to me." But then you got a heel who's like. Why would I have to? Why would I defend the belt more than once every thirty days? The contract says once every thirty days. Okay. I don't have to be around. I mean, and and that's how you have. That's how heels have longevity. I, I, I mean, get that. that. 
That's a heel move. Now, but Hogan was the face of the company. And we, we talk about this all the time. When I turned on Superstars at 12 o'clock on Saturday, I expected to see Hogan every Saturday. But well, hold on. But I, I didn't. Say this, KG. But, but here's. You, hold on, hold on, James. Now, I understand what you're saying, KG. But Hogan was everywhere back then. Everywhere. Everywhere but on Superstars. You may not have seen him wrestle on Superstars, but as the face of the company, I saw Hulk Hogan so much that seeing him on uh, the actual show wasn't necessary every single time. I was looking for Jake the Snake Roberts. I was looking for Macho Man. I was looking for Kamala Uganda Giant. You know, I was looking for what Mr. Fuji was going to do, what Bobby Heenan was going to say, perfect to actually miss hitting the gum. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for arrogance in the seat. Does that really stink? You know what I'm saying? All those things I'm looking for. Because Hogan, he was on my lunchbox. He was on my friend's lunchbox. He was on his thermos. You know what I'm saying? He was on a T-shirt. He was on a commercial. He was everywhere. So I didn't need to see him every match. Okay. Plus the fact, plus the fact, plus the fact, you got to remember, it was around that time in the beginning, in the beginning where you still had Madison Square Garden as your main area, as your main venue. Mm -hmm. So even all the big shows, the big matches for Madison Square Garden. And what bigger are you going to have than your world championship? I, I get that. But now let's wait, fast wait. forward a little bit. Let, let, let's fast forward a little bit. When you leave the golden era, we have the attitude era. And in the attitude era, you have three intractable egos. The Rock, Austin, uh, 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 Triple H, they're at, at the Intercontinental level. They made the Intercontinental, uh, uh, th those, those battles, they made those fun. Because you had, at that time, at the beginning of the, that, that era, you had Bret Hart was still there. You had Shawn Michaels. You had The Undertaker. You had um, uh, uh, Diesel at the time. So you had people. So when they moved on and... The next, the ones that were battling over the Intercontinental Championship that moved up, they they were, hey, these guys can be main eventers. That's what it did. They built them up. They could move up. You saw The Rock every week. You saw him on SmackDown Raw. You saw Austin, unless he was out with injury. You saw Triple H. You saw all these guys. While they were champion, battling for the championship, you saw it. You saw Shawn Michaels with the stipulations and, 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 Special guest referees. We I seen the WWF championship defended more on SmackDown and Raw and during the Attitude Era than I ever saw it in the Golden Era. I got spoiled by that. And now we going back to what it was in the Golden Era. That's not working for me. Well, but the because I can see those guys. The Golden Era was all was also about your head guy was the guy that was gonna have that belt for a while. Longevity and championship, longer storylines you know we were okay with watching a whole summer of lead up before we got the survivor series for whatever the main event match was going to be we were conditioned that way it was okay rick flair was not well if rick flair was young now he'd probably be the 42 time champion not the not the 23 
because there was longevity in it. That's but, just how it was done back then. During the attitude era, it was longevity as well. Change hands over and over, but your champion, if that guy is going to make millions of dollars for you, hand over fist guarantee, you keep the million dollar person with the championship. But the thing is, you saw all of that during the attitude era. Then when we go to the ruthless aggression era, you saw guys like John Cena being a U.S. champion. Even before that, even in the attitude era, you had guys that held the intercontinental, the, the, the European. You know, these titles had meaning. Well, no, those people had No, meaning. no, they didn't. Those no, they didn't. Had the intercontinental, the, yeah, the intercontinental belts and the United States championships lost their luster because they were concentrating so much on the title changes for the world championship. And the only reason there were so many world championship matches back in those days is because they had competition. They had WCW to deal with. So what better way to bring numbers onto your screen or bring people to your network than to have a, than a potential championship turnover? Right. So that so that's why so that's why you saw so many title matches and whatnot all the time on Raw and SmackDown because they were going up against WCW and their programming. Well, so that's that's why that even more than that, they were going up against themselves. You got the, the, the visionary of Paul Heyman going up against uh you know the round robin of people that were running raw. You know, and SmackDown ratings were just like killing it. So yeah. Raw had to, to follow and play suit, you know, until they decided to do uh the brand extension. But also Which I always I hated that. I was for it. Uh, I hate I hated it. You know I love that continuation because Monday, you miss Monday, you can catch up on Thursday. It happened. Uh, You know, we won't get, for the foreseeable future, another opportunity where a class of people that got moved up, there's not one that was not AAA. I mean, they were all hitting, you know, uh, Cena, Orton, Batista, you know, everybody that came, Brock, that came out of that uh, OVW class, mm-hmm. was just, you could not deny their attraction to the people. So that you can't put somebody on elevation, you know, and be like, oh, well, we'll put Cena on elevation and let him do his thing. Nope, they want to see Cena. They got to see this person. And three hours wasn't enough to cover it. We have to split them. Because if we split them from a business standpoint, that means I'm making double the money. It true. But now here's my thing. Now, when 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 once they bought WCW, you brung over the U.S. title. Cena holding the U.S. title, I thought that in WWE, that brung luster to that title because he yeah. held it. United States Championship had this is the United States Championship had significance in WCW, in- right? But I'd say more so NWA allure than WCW. WCW had some hits and misses, but you know, the strong, long lineage of that championship was what I mean. That was some people that had it that were undeniable, Mm -hmm. right? And I I felt, I felt Cena fell into that and he put it in as WWE's version. I understand what you're trying to say. WWE's version, he put it on a pedestal. Yeah, but the thing is that the WCW champion, the, the uh, well, did it come in when they got when it, did it come in? Because didn't um, 
Didn't Booker T have both belts, both the World Championship and the United States Championship coming in to that merger? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So when did he? When, who did he lose the United States Championship to? Did he lose to Cena? I don't think he lost to anybody. I think they stripped him of it. No, I think he lost. They 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 separated it. I don't remember who, but I believe he lost. That feels right that he lost it to somebody. And then you know the gold somebody, but I don't think they dropped it and then brought it back. But I'm I'm I'm, I I forget the lit the timeline as to how from the merger. So I wouldn't seen the got it. I, I'm I'm kind of lost in where after that Cena got it. This was when Cena was coming up with the ruthless aggression. Um, then that's where we led towards that. But yeah, it's it's been a while. We we'll have to go back and look at it. But still, the belt was prestigious because of Cena. If let's say if the Miz was the Miz now, then we could say the same thing. You know, not Mike Mizanin back then. Uh, but you know, it, it was the person, it was just the people. AEW had that potential, bringing it back uh, full circle for a moment, uh, when they first started because their first class, if you will, um, had a lot of potential and a lot of different flavors that covered everything that you could potentially see in the indie circuit. I would say, and James, you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, even Japan with you know, Kenny Omega's early on AEW. Uh, wrestling style was Japanese as Japanese can get uh, with just a tweak of American in it. Um, and then we also had the Japanese women wrestling too. So, you know, that filled that out. But now, again, they don't have that. But We're going point, back to the... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying my whole point is when, when, when you look at that and you look at what we came from, what we've been through, you kind of get spoiled by it. So when you get a, a, a Brock Lesnar that doesn't show face but once a month, you just like, bruh, come on, man. It's like you holding a, you holding a title hostage. But we're old that, now. That's baby. what it feels like. We're old no, now. No, no, you're old now. I'm young and frisky. The, the five-year-olds of today understand, oh, he did a TikTok dance, 18 super kicks, you know what I'm saying, a super frog splash, 15 false finishes, this is awesome. That's what they understand right now. <laughs> and that I agree is, with you. That is their wrestling. But see, like I said, this is this is this is needed <laughs> for the this is the, the the Roman Reigns reign is needed for the perpetuation or the building up of the Intercontinental Belt and the United States Championship. Okay, see what it's doing. See what it's looking like right now. You got classic Japanese strong style matches with Gunther and Sheamus mm-hmm. right now. They are the hottest act. They are the hottest act right now, as far as I'm concerned. As far as the as far as wanting people wanting a match, that's Sheamus. Sheamus and Gunther right now are what people want to see on Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Now, as far as the United States title is concerned, you got it on Bobby Lashley, which I think is the right person to have it on right now, because mm-hmm. you know he can help build. He can go up against anybody and help build that belt up. And then mm-hmm. you use them 
as your number one contenders for SmackDown and Raw. That's what I was getting ready to ask you. Isn't that what it was supposed to be in the first place? The Intercontinental Championship, you put that on your number one contender. The guy, you know, behind the scenes, this is the guy that can carry the company as right. champion next. That's what it's Those supposed belts to be. were created. Those belts were created to build up the next person in line for the world championship. And they don't do That's that anymore. NWA, NWA, WCW, WWE is the same thing. But uh, they don't do it anymore. In history a bit. Before, before the United States title even existed, what was the what was the belt that built up um that built you up to the NWA World Championship? Was it wasn't a TV title? No, it wasn't. What was it? The Florida Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Championship wrestling in Florida. Mm-hmm. He through Florida to build up to get on to the main card. And they're mm-hmm. not that Florida developmental. They had their own territory, and they were doing very well under Eddie Graham down there. But that Florida heavyweight championship had so much weight back in the six, back in the late fifties, sixties, and early seventies. It had so much weight that though anybody that held that Florida heavyweight championship was going to be automatically next in line for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. So that's so, and and that and that's why, after a while, when Florida kind of fell off, that's when the United States Championship came into play. True, there were United States championships. There were United States heavyweight championships in like four different territories within the NWA, but it was the Mid Atlantic version that made that that was built up as the United States Championship. But now, okay, if we're going to do it that way, we're going to take it and we're going to say, you know what? Let 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 the champions, if you had two champions, but let the champion do his thing. We'll build these two belts up, United States and the Continental. Why not bring back the U.S. title? I'm, not, I'm sorry, not the U.S. title, the TV titles. So you have something else to go with. Like I've been See, asking that for years. Why not? Back. Let's bring that back. TV title for who? I, I I actually would bring the TV title back for women. Have a women's TV title that'll give the women a secondary championship. I can see I, that. I can get. I can. I can see that. I can also. I can also see them doing that with the NXT belts. Yeah. Because now, because now, notice something. Because now, notice something. You Notice something that you got. You got toxic attraction coming to SmackDown and Raw, going after the women's tag team championships, mm-hmm. right? Why not make the NXT? I mean, and now that you have all these SmackDown and Raw superstars coming to NXT, why not make your NXT belts your television belts? Yeah, and but the thing is, they can you got to stick to it. They can only be defended on television. No dark shows, no dark matches, right. no house shows, no nothing. Right. 
Well, no, no, right, exactly. So they either defend it on television or they defend it on the pay on the pay per view. Right. So that so that does what? That brings other SmackDown and Raw stars onto to NXT. NXT to help build get, up those NXT stars, yeah, mm-hmm. give, them, give them that shine, give them that rub, and pull a Mandy Rose. Isn't that, wasn't that the premise of AEW Dark and Elevation? Boom. I could have sworn that's what they said that show was supposed to do. But when you when you able to jump back and forth, if you think about it, if you think about it, in the it, when they started NXT, NXT was a, the NXT title was supposed to be a way uh, 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 a vehicle to the United States and Intercontinental Belt. Yep. The NXT champions would be able to cash in the NXT belt for a title opportunity. And we thought we were going that way when they were including NXT in a traditional Survivor Series and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, we thought, okay, they're going three brands. And then, you know, they kind of shot that down and said, no, you're not official brand. Even and- when they saved SmackDown that one time uh, during travel constraints, and they called NXT up from Florida, and they showed out and showed in. And yep. then they got their feelings hurt because they weren't supposed to do that damn good. But here's the thing. Why not? Instead of – that's the thing. I don't like three different brands, but let's just you, – it seemed like the storylines were better when you had everything connected. When you had Raw connected to SmackDown, connected to Shotgun Saturday Night, connected to Sunday Night Heat. It seemed like the storylines were better because they you were able to flesh them out. You had a little bit more time, but you could also do that build up. So you may didn't have action on Saturday night on Shotgun Saturday night, but you had a run in, or you had something. Which is and that why, wasn't nothing but a glorified house show. Which is why the Roman thing works. But I do wish that Roman was on Raw more. Didn't have to wrestle. Just needs to be on there because he is Agreed. a great champion. I understand the the premise of this is my show. I do what I want to do, but I think he just needs to show his face on Raw a little bit more frequently, opposed to just the Usos giving a flavor of the uh, the family. But you know, other than that, yeah, I, I thoroughly agree with you. Um, but you know, well, things are yet to find out if uh, the grass is greener. If AEW is going to bounce back, um, and then we also need to see how this ripple effect uh, affects uh, the indies and everything else, because as people are requesting their releases and situations like that, Malachi Black is out for mental health uh, issues allegedly, and you know, still injuries. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa has requested her release. Um, uh, we don't know what's going on with Sasha Banks. And Naomi, but if you haven't seen their runway show, uh, they did New York Fashion Week. You need to go Hold watch on. that video and some photos. Hold on. Word in the street is they're on their way back. Well, they're just trying to work out some things. On their way no, no. back. This is not allegedly. I heard this from a, a trusted source. <laughs> if I tell you who my trusted source is. <laughs> I thought we were your trusted source. And uh, no, I, I I did some digging and I found out that yeah. <clears throat> I mean we know that, it's inevitable. 
But, yeah, but I, it's going to be sooner than you think. But they got prior obligations to take care of. Because uh, what happened was Sasha Banks was supposed to be somewhere. And she was going under her government name. They pulled her from the show immediately. And said she wasn't going to be there. And like it was a big thing for her to be there. But they said she wasn't going to be there. They pulled her from the show immediately. Hmm. Because WWE got back in. And it's like, hey, come on home. You should have never left in the first place. Come on home. And which is good. But now imagine this. Imagine Thunder Rosa coming to WWE and her going up against uh, 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 Oscar. Even Mandy Rose. Just, just her going in there wrecking everybody. And just, want them, they need to get Abaddon out of AEW and bring her over before she's a wasted talent. That's it's a lot of talent that's being wasted. That, that's a character that the WWE could get behind. Because they know how to take something like that, a.k.a. The Fiend, and grow it into something. You know, there's, there's a couple other people that, you know, like Thunder Rosa. Uh, Penelope Ford would flourish over there. Uh, Sunny Kiss would flourish. Uh, yeah, especially since they got the heavy set Sunday, Sunny Kiss and NXT. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what his name is. I, I just see the vignettes and like, oh. Quincy Elliott. Yep. So, uh, see, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I've, 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 I saw, I saw, I saw him. There was a, uh, you know, there was, there was a Twitter um, post with Ricochet. Yeah, he was looking at Ricochet butt. Yeah, and, and uh, I was like, Ooh. Ricochet, yeah, yeah, that's uh, oh yeah. Well, be- before we wrap up, KG, I thought for a second your boy Velveteen Dream may have a shot. No more. Until, until God bless. Can he stay out of trouble? And what's, what, what's crazy is he's one of those guys that I pull for, just like Leo Rush. And he, the thing is, you're not supposed to burn bridges. And between myself and Velveteen Dream, he pulled gasoline on the bridge and lit the match. I, mm-hmm. There's nothing else I can do. Like, it's not, I can't. I can't say anything else. I can't do anything. Leo Rush, he talked himself out of a lot of good stuff. But how did you screw up AEW? He had a shot, you know, to, to really write his own ticket over there. With the mic skills, in-ring skills, the boy is a beast. But they don't need him now. Too much of this. You got Too much of this. Max you know, my mother used to tell me, my mother said, you do a lot of this. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be quiet and sit back and just be a student of the game. Even if you know, be a student. Listen. But, you know, that that that's going to be some issues. So we, we've got a lot to see. I um, mean, the road to oh, James, you got something to say? Yeah, I was going to say. The NWA need to be shot for shit and killed for stinking for them United States tag titles they put out. Okay. I haven't seen what they look like or how bad did they look. Bruh. 
My seven-year-old could draw up a design better than that. Oh, God. My seven-year-old nephew. I mean, okay, so imagine. Okay, so it's almost the shape. It's a flat plate front. Blue, blue field up top with the stars. Red, white, and blue along the bottom. The, it's shaped. The plate is almost shaped like the United States Championship in WWE. Okay. But it's a flat plate. Nothing, no, no design, no, no, no embroidery, no embellishment, no nothing. So you would it's like somebody, it it's like somebody took a pat just to this cut out a piece of cardboard, drew some stars on it, put some blue around it, and painted the stripes. And then did the same thing with a big, with like text, maybe a, a Texas flag type situation on the side plates. Oh my God. I mean, it is, these, 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 okay, so I can never say again in life that the spinner belt is the ugliest belt in oh, the world. God. Yes, that's wow. it. Why? There's nothing classic about it. They've never that belt has never seen the light of day in the NWA. Period. Now you got a lot of it. A lot of the belts that they use are like throwback belts. Okay, the Burke is a throwback belt. Right. NWA belt, obviously. The national championship is a throwback belt. Okay. The, the women's tag team championships, I don't know if those are throwbacks, but the fact that they ain't got no side plates always bothered me. But neither did the ECW television championship. I digress. Anyway, this belt now is the worst belt. I used to say yeah. this was the worst belt after. Uh, I used to say the spinner belt was the worst. I even said the 24-7 title was the worst. We got a new winner. <laughs> we got a new winner. Before we get out of here, let me ask you a question. I know James will know this. Which title was it that it was it was about yay big, but it had the United it was a United States title. Which version was it? Where it had the actual United States outline in the middle plate. But it was huge. That was that was the original United States championship, but now it's being used in the in current NWA as the national championship. Okay. It's the actual. It's the actual outline of the United. It's map of the United mm -hmm. States with the little eagles. Eagles on the side plates. Yeah, they um, <clears throat> the NWA is using that as their national championship right now. So yeah, yeah. Hey, it's one hundred thirty-eight dollars on Amazon. <laughs> you gonna get it? No, nah, that's not gonna go, be my first go, one. Go look behind you. Go look behind you. See if you get it. She sleep, baby. That's not gonna be my first one. Well, you know, Amazon lets you do a split page now, so you go ahead and break it down over five payments. Oh, no, 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 no. I got something else on the line. Got something else on the line. Oh, I'm going to get my attitude air belt. I'm, that's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my attitude air belt. Winged Eagle? No, well, no, the one after Winged Eagle. Big Low? Mm hmm. Mm. That's my favorite belt. Okay. Let's it. Work we'll have a belt. <laughs> When it first came out, but you know, I got it. Got it. Kind of grew on me. I got yeah. I would love to. Uh, the right person had it. That was I would love. I would love to get uh, 
the 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 rocks signature title the brahma bull belt i would love to get that as well as the smoke and skull belt i need the brahma bull belt to go down in price they try to milk people now well yeah why not excuse me they used to be competitive and pricing but now that they let you split your payment up over you know five payments then they're like well we'll just charge as much as we can charge for the belt since they can pay it you know like a layaway <laughs> but you still get it <laughs> hey man that was the glory of hsn that's how the rick flair built i think what are we over uh third, almost 30 years i've had that belt now yeah almost yeah you, is you still bring you still walk around with it in the briefcase no, not anymore. No, no. <laughs> that was funny though. Going through TSA, you know, with uh, three championship belts, and people look at you like you're crazy. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Just drop the duffel right there, just go straight through. Good old days. So, once upon a time, good show. I like to say so. Sober show. I think this is the is it the first one you've ever been sober, James? No, it's not. No. All of January. Oh, Every yeah, show in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that was the dark days, dark times, dark times. And this is not this is not my first time doing one from North Carolina at this at this location. So I can't uh, if I'm up in my in my what what is considered my room, I can't smoke and still drink and I can't smoke inside and I tend to maybe drink, but I sometimes I don't, but you know. I don't. I don't drink. I have not drank on every show that we've done, and I've never, to your point, I've never been drunk. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little tipsy. Maybe <laughs> one. Oh, we know. Okay, wait, wait. Maybe, I, I, okay, I'll give you this. There was one show in particular that I remember that I was, I was drunk. I was pretty gone. Point. Because I had been drinking prior to the show and continued to do so. So oh, yeah, I know what happened. I it's know been one, once though, only once. Look at that, and not me. <laughs> I'm in his. I'm in his house. So you know, what can I say? Hey, there's, there's the. There's the message of the night even bigger than wrap that up. Time to come drink. <laughs> so we gonna end the show with that. We're gonna end the show with that. Kichiwa, diversify your bond, do everything you need to do. But if nothing else, so William Thompson says, Joy ass a drink. We out. <laughs>